This is two mics on two mics Talking comic books on film Two comedians talking comic book movies This is comic song film Let's go Hello, and welcome to another episode of Comics on Film. I am Mike Cody, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend, Mike Cody. How you doing, kid? I'm doing well. Hello to all of our beautiful listeners. We've missed you so much. We've missed you so dearly. Uh, Mike and I have been very busy lately, and but now we're back, and god damn it, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, bud. And just so you know, listeners, it's been real stuff we've been busy with. Like, yeah. real life stuff, not like, oh uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, just feel like taking a break from the dc extended universe like no we have real stuff to do real, yes <laughs> real not cool stuff and, uh... yeah a litany of not cool stuff but, <laughs> but it's past us and we've we made it through uh through 2023 we so, sure uh, have and i'm looking forward to april when this uh, episode is released that's <laughs> right it's gonna be it's gonna be promptly out in april uh <laughs> I had a, such a grand idea to do an episode a week of Christmas-themed superhero movies, and it is, as we're recording, December 30th, and we did not do a single one, so... <laughs> yeah, we didn't even do a Happy New Year Christmas movie. No. <laughs> Nothing close. Nope. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just a promise that we made, what, two months ago that we were going to do Superman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we're here. <laughs> and before we get into it, let's do some catching up uh, with the superhero stuff. What have you seen lately? Did you see the Marvels? Um, yeah, I saw, um, outside of our, our podcast obligations, I saw the Marvels. And I also saw Blue Beetle. Of the two, I liked Blue Beetle more than the Marvels. Um, oddly enough, I, I I never thought I would say this ever. George Lopez kind of sealed the uh, the deal as far as me liking that movie. <laughs> really? I legitimately never thought I would say, you know what? What part of that blockbuster worked the most for me <laughs> was George <laughs> Lopez. Um, but yeah, that was good. Mar- Marvels was uh, Marvels was. You know, it wasn't as bad as some people said it was, and it wasn't as good as other people said it was. It's just very much down the middle, but, but it was fine. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what What'd you see? I saw the Marvels uh, as well, and I enjoyed it. I, I know I, it was kind of the opposite of The Flash for me, where I went into The Flash hearing a lot of really good things and then being disappointed in this. I, I heard a lot of bad things, and then I went in and I was like, oh, this wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. It was kind of enjoyable. My one critique is that one of my favorite things about the first one is the 90s soundtrack was like so ever present. And in this, it's just like standard Marvel symphony throughout the entire thing. Like even even the trailer had the Beastie Boys like remake song mm-hmm. that like got me hyped. And then that was nowhere in the movie at all. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about the fact that they took that out. Yeah, they, they could have done a lot more with it. I mean, it's like a, I don't know. Like, so all the Marvel movies are something else, right? Like, yeah. it's not just an Ant-Man movie. It's a heist movie. Like, this was mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, this could have been like a sisterhood of uh, traveling powers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> traveling spandex. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it should have been like all sorts of montages and like silly costumes and things like that. And like, uh, yeah, and, like all sorts of like chick power music. But no, they kind of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. And then I saw season two of Loki, I guess would be the other one I saw. Hmm. What What did you think? I liked it. It was weird, uh, trippy. I think we talked about that. It was just kind of like, I don't think it was as strong as the first season, but it was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. It was kind of weird. Like I didn't totally understand the problem they were dealing with. Like <laughs> yeah. it was incredibly confusing, Uh huh. but at yeah, the same so... time, less confusing to me than the first season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the, the, the last episode. What I thought was as good as anything that they've done in the last couple years. I thought it ended yeah. really strong. Um, yeah. Pretty... Yeah. I love, I love the ending, but again, but, like you're to your point, I was so confused and it didn't occur to me until then, but I was like, why is there a physical version of the time stream? Like it, that part was so confusing to me It throughout the entire series through the first two seasons. I was like, yep, that's the, that's the embodiment of the time stream. And then on the last episode, I was like, wait, why does that make sense? <laughs> um, because like, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was just, it just, it's so funny. It just occurred to me in the very last episode was just like, huh, I guess I really don't get that. There was a lot of that show that I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We have to, we have like this crazy, super technologically advanced thing, but we have to like march out onto a platform and shoot a rocket with a time stream expander onto it. I mean, it's, it's like, all right, look, I know this is a superhero show, but there's some things about it. That it's like, what the fuck is happening? This is yeah. like... I really loved Ouroboros though, as a character. He was yes, so great. I'm going to go on record as saying, I think that Ouroboros deserves a spinoff before Echo. If they Absolutely. could just take Echo out of her own show and loop in, Kehoi Kwan and <laughs> just have him <laughs> be confused and yet brilliant for like six episodes fighting uh, the Kingpin. I've, I'll be the happiest guy alive. So. Absolutely. I'm all on board for that. You know what I still haven't watched and we are going to do it for the podcast is the Madam Web trailer. I have been avoiding it. Mike, why? <laughs> Come on. Like, don't end your year like this. All right. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. I, why are you not treating yourself to the finer things in life? It's come on. Like, I feel like we should almost like we shouldn't do it, but there's a part of me who wants to just pause this podcast so we could both go watch it again and then resume and talk about everything. But yeah. this, this should be our first, um, this should be our first Patreon episode. It's just, <laughs> yes. that's a great idea. All right. Well, let's get to it. We don't have a lot of time today. We, um, we got to rush. Today we're talking about Superman Returns, and uh, Mikey, what uh, what do you think about when you when you hear Superman Returns? Um, you know, I thought about like how much I love the Christopher Reeve movies. I mean, I mm -hmm. really, really love them. That was like always a staple of, you know, like I'm a couple years older than you, so like I was very much a you know like network TV. This is the movie of the week. Yeah. And anytime Superman was on, didn't matter which one it was, I was always going to watch it. I would always go nuts. I wasn't even that big of a Superman fan. I just love Christopher Reeve so, so much. Um, so when they were going to make a sequel directly to those movies um, with a guy that pretty much looked like him and one of my favorite directors at the time, 
was mm-hmm. like, oh, they're going to use the John Williams score. Okay, Kevin Spacey, I'm all in. I'm so all about this. So I went to see it. I was living in Chicago at the time, and my buddy Eric Campbell and I, who's also a huge Superman movie fan, we went to see it in IMAX um, in Chicago at that weird, you know, I forget what it's called, but like Navy Pier, I think it's called. Um, they had IMAX theater over there, and it was like a whole oh. theater full of people, and like we were just so excited. And then we walked out, and we were kind of like, well, I mean... Um, yeah, like it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I the music sounded really good, and you know, it's good to see Superman. Like something about it was a little bit off, uh, and that that's my relationship with it. And I haven't watched it since that year, two thousand six, when it came out. And so this is my first time seeing it again. What was your yeah. relationship to it? You know, it was weird. I didn't even think about it until um, I was looking at the trivia, but. This came out after Batman Begins. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. And so um, I think it may be the same year, but it might have been not. But uh, yeah, I I didn't see it in the theaters. I think I first saw it when it was on TV, on cable. And I remember watching it and, and really enjoying it. I don't know why, but it was just... <laughs> It was just easy. It was like a nice, relaxing movie to to just snuggle up on the couch. And I probably fell asleep during it and just woke up later and knew exactly what was happening. And <laughs> so that was refreshing. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember liking it, but it doesn't like it's it's so weird to me. And we we were texting about this last night that. It has an amazing cast. It's got a great director who was on fire at the time. It was co-written by J.J. Abrams and it has a John Williams score. And it just, it's so crazy that you can have all that going for it and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it's, and I I really appreciated it this time too, was that like, I think it was about three quarters of the way through. I said to myself, this is actually a really good script on top of that. Like nothing just shows up for no good reason where I think one of my beefs about the Marvels was everything moved so fast and it's, it's unfair to compare the two movies because they're completely different, but like Mm -hmm. the Marvels moved so fast and there were moments when I was just like, like, wait, why is this happening? I legitimately have no idea why this is happening because they like maybe mentioned it offhandedly, but Superman returns, like it took its time. Everybody's motives were very clear. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like even when they had that offhanded, like, Hey, you know, uh, James Marsden is a pilot and he likes horror movies. It's just a part of who he is. It's not his whole character. Yeah. So like, it's not weird when he pilots it later on. Like it was all really, really well done, but it just didn't feel like a Superman movie. And there's yeah. nothing about it where you're like, I got to see this five times in the theater. Like, right. it's, like it's very much a, I'm going to cuddle up on the couch and fall asleep. <laughs> kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, I felt the same way where I was pointing out inconsistencies in the plot. And Mm. then like a scene later, they would explain why that was. And it completely made sense. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'd go back and scribble out like my my beef with it. (laughs) So (laughs) that happened like three times yesterday when I was watching it. I think my my only like lasting beef with it was like some of Lex's decisions. Pretty stupid. I mean, like. Uh-huh. really stupid <laughs> like, yeah but we could get to that later sure yeah 
Oh, I was going to say this. I think that is a problem with Superman movies is that, and just Superman, the character in general, is that he is so powerful in order to make a story compelling. He has to go up against someone also equally powerful. And when it's just Lex Luthor with a master plan, it's not that enjoyable, you know? Yeah. It's not Um, like the Joker in The Dark Knight where he's always one step ahead and all these twists and turns it's just like he has this master plan he's doing it he surprises superman the first time and then superman gets the better of him almost instantly after and then the movie's over yeah i I think that was one of the things about the first movie that like meaning like the original richard donner superman like it worked at the time because it took me a couple times watching it to really figure it out i was like oh this is a disaster movie that just had which was so huge in the 70s and it just happens to have Superman coming in and fixing everything. So, like, it works because you've got, like, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. And, like, he's menacing, but he's really, like, weird and funny and quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, that worked for the time because you want to see that. But, like, by the time this movie was made, it's, like, even in, you know, Batman Begins, which came out around the same time. and all the X-Men movies, you've got physical confrontations between everybody. And this one, like... Yeah. There's no one for Superman to match up against. So they made a movie that just didn't work anymore. (laughs) And also, like, that, like, the giant island, I don't know. I feel like there's ways that they could have done it with him lifting the island and it'd still be, like, a cool action sequence. But it was just very brooding and it was, like, sleepy time. It was like the whole movie was Superman sleepy time tea. It was just, like, (laughs) constantly lifting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, let's get into it. Um, yeah. So, first of all, uh, this is something I want to talk about. HBO Max did not want me to watch this movie. Because it is, it is buried. You have to go into the DC part of HBO. You, then you have to scroll down, like... I mean, I could have just searched for it, but... But to, <laughs> to browse and... I'm going to tell you how I found it, because you're going to be real. <laughs> browse real and find it. I had, to, I had to go through, I think, 12 different categories before I found Superman Returns. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. I feel like, for some reason, it was, like, popping up, like, in my recommended feed, like, oh, three really? weeks ago. I don't know. Maybe because I watched Blue Beetle or something, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I, that was just funny to me. I was like, man, they do not want to put this movie in the forefront. <laughs> <laughs> was it like every page on Max you were on, they're like, did you mean Barbie? Actually, <laughs> yes. Did you want to watch Barbie with ASL interpretation? Is that, <laughs> is that what you actually meant? <laughs> yeah, that is, I did end up watching that. And then I found Superman Returns. <laughs> okay, so we have an opening scroll. And... It made me think, is this one of the first reboot sequels? Maybe the first? Probably. Yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of, like, anybody else that, like, there was, like, a real property where, like, you know the characters that was a reboot and a sequel. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, probably. And they killed it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Job well done. (laughs) And that's another thing. Um, I think we talked about this before, but, like, a good filmmaking says show don't tell Mm, yeah and uh so like an opening scroll uh star wars gets a pass because it's so much stuff you have to know to to get immersed in the story Mm -hmm. but just for like two sentences like just just show us 
Superman flying off into space, like hearing. It doesn't even have to be Brandon Roth. We can just see like the back of his head and just flying it. Why couldn't they just put like a little scene in there and then just gone five years later or something? I heard that there were some deleted scenes. I never watched them, but it was Superman flying around the ruins of Krypton in that, um, you know, big Christmas ornament looking ship that like he came back <laughs> yeah. in in the very uh-huh. beginning. But they were just sort of like, ah, that's not how we want to introduce him into the movie. It was You don't want to see like start a Superman movie and he's just like puttering around and like, <laughs> in, like a little... <laughs> A little craft the size of that thing that like exploded underwater a couple months ago. <laughs> like, it's kind of like a GameCube controller. He's just like, <laughs> like... <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we uh, so so it does show Krypton and then the sun exploding on Krypton. I think it was the sun, or unless that was Krypton. I think it was the sun exploded first and okay. then and the planet to its credit was just really hanging in there for about a good like 10 seconds before yeah. it's a, it all went haywire. <laughs> but the 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 red sun exploding was and this movie has good special effects but the red sun exploding was like a 70s space explosion special effect. It looked so shitty to me. <laughs> it looked like the same thing they used on the Death Star. Which was good in Star Wars because when they made that thing, but this is 40 years after that. And they're like, let's just use the the Death Star explosion special effect. Maybe that was the point. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we can't make it look too much better than the original. Yes, (laughs) yes you can. Everything else looks better. Come on. (laughs) And then we had a classic, I guess it is a throwback to the original series, but credits before the movie. You don't get that very often these days. No, you don't. But if you're going to make a direct sequel, you got to have the, I don't know what those are called, the swooshy letters. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I don't know. Superman wipes. If I ever do another comedy special, that's what I want all the credits to be. Just like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An hour of fart jokes. <laughs> and then you have the super friends go, meanwhile, at Union Hall. <laughs> Yeah, so I was watching the opening credits and I was like, whoa, Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey, there are two sex monsters in this movie. <laughs> Maybe that's why the budget was so big. Like, they just yeah. had to, like, <laughs> you got to pay off a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that opening montage, so they go to Krypton and then it's like flying through outer space and they're going around different planets and stuff. And when it gets to Earth, Earth is spinning and it zooms in on Florida. And I was oh, like, yeah. You, yeah, you didn't know Metropolis was in... Uh, <laughs> yes, is Metropolis in Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little known fact. <laughs> Metropolis has been based on Jacksonville, the most important city in America. <laughs> that was always funny to me because we've talked about it before that we don't know the geography of metropolis and gotham and sometimes they're right next to each other and other times it's like they're new york and la and <laughs> it's just so confusing but now we know it's in florida yeah are there like any um are there any like landlocked superheroes because it feels like they're all like coastal cities like everyone <laughs> 
is like <laughs> maybe America's just like a big circle, like in in the DC universe, because it feels like everybody's on the water yeah. somehow. Well, there's the Great Lakes Avengers, and then um, oh, true. Uh, I think Scarlet Spider did a run where he was in Houston for some reason. <laughs> That'd be so hilarious. <laughs> Venom's been in Philadelphia a couple of times. <laughs> Look on top of the Golden Corral, it's the <laughs> Scarlet Spider. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I don't know where Central City is. That could that seems like Midwest. Yeah, maybe that's like uh, maybe that's like Milwaukee or something yeah. like that. That's. <laughs> By the way, to anyone who hasn't read the Great Lakes Avengers, one of the greatest miniseries of all time. Like oh, legitimately, yeah. it's so so amazing. Uh huh. Yeah, it's so good and silly, and it's great. So then we get to the scene where Lex is on a lady's deathbed, and through her dialogue, you learn that Lex got out of prison by making an old woman come. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, I don't know, and then I saw that, and I was like, oh shit, this movie does rule. I forgot. (laughs) You know who that old lady is? Uh, no. She was the lady who, you remember that like old 1950s Superman TV show? Yeah. She played Lois Lane on that show. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she, she turned to the dark side. I was like, <laughs> I've been following Superman for all these years. I'm going to let Lex Luthor. <laughs> Eat me out. <laughs> Eat me out. <laughs> Gertrude, he's only making you come for money. <laughs> Gertrude. They are justified because it is Lex Luthor, but her whole family banging on the door of her deathbed to be like, don't give him the money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes you think that like, you know, maybe she should just give it to Lex. I mean, these guys are, (laughs) these guys are arguably worse than Lex. (laughs) Fuck your family. (laughs) You think he did stuff to her while they were waiting outside, like while they're banging on the door, like just just make them hear the great grandma come one last time. (laughs) (laughs) When, when she dies and Lex takes off the wig and hands it to the little girl and she screams, that really made me laugh. It's just so over the top. Like it was cheesy, but in a good way. (laughs) <laughs> do you think that like gertrude still would have married him if she i mean gertrude knew he didn't have hair right yeah and like she just went with it or was mm. she, gertrude just into weird creepy wigs like, <laughs> here's a question i have for you where did clark get uh, a ship capable of intergalactic travel oh man i the only thing i could think of was that maybe he retrofitted the ship that he arrived in. No, don't fall asleep. Oh, sorry. Mike, Mike, don't fall asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's so boring. But he, I don't know. But like, but he's also a baby in that ship. But then also yeah. the crystals could like make miracles out of no. I don't know. Also, why does he need a ship? And did he not eat for five years? Did he just not? <laughs> I would, did I did he not that. pee or poop or <laughs> or eat anything for five years? Like, what was he eating out there? Like. <laughs> I thought that too when later Lois says something like, why didn't you bring me with you? And then I was like, well, because then he'd have to have food for two people right. in a spaceship for five years, which would take up a shit ton of room. And uh, <laughs> But also, I thought that I in the beginning, 
I was just thinking of old school because in the old school Superman, he just flies through space without a suit or anything. Right. But if he were to go head home, the red sun, if it were still around, would have killed him because he would just be a normal person floating in space. Oh, yeah. And there wouldn't be anything from our yellow sun to keep him yeah. alive. Mm-hmm. So he would. So he had to get in the, the big star on top of the Kryptonian Christmas tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that he ate sun energy for five years. <laughs> like, like he just opens his mouth. I'm not, I'm Nummy, yummy, yummy sun energy. I'm not, i He packs a thermos. It's just got a mirror in the bottom of it. It's <laughs> like, uh, Lois is a little embarrassing. I can't imagine five years of us, one on a road trip and two, <laughs> you will not find me attractive after seeing me eat like that. I mean, I mean, I son in my tummy. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, so we find he crash crashes his ship in his mom's cornfield and probably costs her a couple of thousand dollars in lost crops. And then, uh, <laughs> And then gets out, and he's got this weird gray spacesuit that they never show again. But it has a Superman logo, too, on it, right? Just, I don't uh... think it did. Oh, okay. I think it was just a skin-tight, plain gray suit. I guess if you're going to be, you know, like, sitting in a small craft for five years, you know, you don't want to have, like, a cape and things like that. But, yeah. I don't know, I would have gotten, like, a, I don't know, like, slippers or something like that. You know, just, you know, yeah, like a, like a track suit. I, I read in the... Uh... In the trivia that the material that the suit that is Superman suit was made out of, it was when it was brand new, it was incredibly constrictive, so it made it hard to breathe. But then once it broke in, it became very saggy. <laughs> so there's there was like a perfect middle ground of like only a few scenes where it would actually be worth it, and then they would have to swap it out. So they ended up making eighty suits. Oh my god. Tape. And like sixty boots. Oh my god, that's horrible! <laughs> I know that's like your whole costume budget right there. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's so funny because it was a it was an antique store um, in New York City that would do like you know like like the type that you would bid on. Yeah. And I walked past it um, maybe about a year ago, and they had like all these costumes from movies, including they had like a Darth Vader costume and an obvious Superman Returns costume, and then I was like. That's it. That's the costume from Superman. How's everybody not bidding on it? But I guess that makes sense. There's like 80 of them. Like, yeah. I, like we should each have one of them at this point. We should. <laughs> um, then we get to, um, I called it um, Lex's Sea Org. His <laughs> massive yacht. And I forgot that Cal Penn was in this. Non-speaking role. Yeah. <laughs> you put Kumar... The guy worked on the freaking Obama administration. He didn't give a single <laughs> didn't give a single line in the movie. <laughs> Apparently his was cut way down and and his backstory was that he was a disgraced science reporter for the Daily Planet and he was the one who told Superman that they found remnants of Krypton. What? And so yeah, and so they cut all that shit out of the movie so he is just a non-speaking role. But he caused the entire thing that lex paid him off 
to put that stuff out there so that Superman would disappear for five years so that he could get out of jail. That's unbelievable. That's <laughs> yeah. actually, it's an incredible backstory. Like, I know. <laughs> man, if, if, if they hadn't tried to keep that movie a tight 80 minutes, just think of what they could have played. <laughs> and then right away we got Parker Posey too. I was like, damn, this cast rules. Yeah. Parker Posey's awesome in this movie. She is. I love that her debut is she has like a frizzled wig, so she looks extra crazy. <laughs> like she looks like the uh, the school the bus driver on the magic school bus. <laughs> Lex's relationship with his, I guess we can call them malls, right? Because that's like uh-huh. a nice that's a gangster term. But like yeah. they always seem like vaguely like more adversarial than sexual. Like he's yeah. got this like this hot kind of ditzy lady walking around. But it doesn't seem like there's any real chemistry between them ever. Um, no. Like I don't know why that's the case. Like, <laughs> like Lex is only into <laughs> old ladies or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I Just think... wait, wait 30 years and I'm going to be all over you, Parker Posey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think with his wig collection and uh, just his, his flamboyance, I think he's probably closeted. And That's I fair. Think, yeah. He's just a, she's just his BFF. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just keeps her around for appearances. <laughs> Once Superman's gone, I'll be the hottest guy in Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they find the Fortress of Solitude and Lex did extensive research to figure out where it is. And then he knows like how the crystals work. So like he did all of this and then he plays the Jor-El recording and he goes, and it says like, hello, son. And he goes, <laughs> he thinks I'm his son. I'm like, no, he doesn't, you fucking idiot. This is a recording. <laughs> yeah, it could have been us in there. <laughs> One of those two dogs could have hit the button and it would have been like, <laughs> hello, my fluffy child. <laughs> when I first saw this movie back in the day, I think I thought that those dogs that Lex like experimented on the dog so that they were mutated in some way. Which... What? <laughs> because the one eats the other one and so for some reason that i thought like oh they're like he ate him <laughs> he's mutated and then i watched it this time and i was like oh no they just left two dogs in a house for months so one ate the other one it's horrifying <laughs> that's pretty brilliant too because uh, not to get too far ahead but you know the very last scene with uh with lex and parker posey you know like kind of insinuates the other dog who was a cannibal probably doesn't have the best end either. And like, it's, it's yeah. one of those rare times where something bad's going to happen to a dog and you don't feel that bad about it. So <laughs> yeah. again, great script. Great script. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Here's the problem I had with it is that if this is a sequel to the original five movies, uh, Superman now looks 25 years old. Um, he looks so much younger than Christopher Reeves did. Yeah. Even in the first movie, I think. Maybe he looks 25. And he's been gone for five years. Five years. Yeah. He like couldn't legally drive when he was <laughs> yeah. fighting General Zot. <laughs> like... <laughs> so that's what we think. If if conservatively each of the first five movies took place in one year, then that means the first one he would be 15 years old. And and I th- there's got to be different like time um, elements where like time passes for years in between the movies. So you know, I don't know if they're. I remember reading something a while ago where 
Brian Singer said he loved the the first two, the Richard Donner ones, even though the second one was kind of a you know a hybrid. And he's like, this is a sequel to the Richard Donner movies. Oh, not, okay. That's not, right. Not the later two with you know Richard Pryor and then Nuclear yeah. Man. So like <laughs> it's like we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen and just pick it up where we left off. So I mean, you know, he still looks way younger than he should. And yeah. Kate Kate Bosworth barely looks like she's out of college, let alone like a mother of a five year old boy. So yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, that boy too. That boy is like six or seven, easy. He's yeah. not he's not a four year old boy. No, no, he's not. But I love Kate Bosworth and I love the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen. Uh, I think his name's Sam Huntington or something like that. Both like some of my favorite versions of Lois and Jimmy. I think it's my favorite Jimmy Olsen for sure. It's my favorite Jimmy. I didn't I like Margot Kidder better. I like uh yeah, I like a like a, a brassier Lois that yeah. we got with Kate. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I didn't think she was right for that. I even seeing it again, I I didn't like her that much in it. But uh yeah, but I, I really like Jimmy a lot. I, and that was yeah. the most Jimmy got to do in uh-huh. a while. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the, the plane scene. I think this is the first Maybe one of the X-Men did a plane scene before it, but this is the first in the run of uh, superhero plane action sequences. <laughs> and what a good one it is, too. Like yeah. it's, it's like the perfect one to reintroduce him to the world. It's so, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Although I do know the question, why didn't they abort the launch when they couldn't uncouple the spaceship? They had 20 seconds, and they're like, it's not uncoupling. I think they they couldn't. Like because everything went out, they also couldn't abort the rockets. So oh, the rockets right. were gonna they they were screwed. Like as yeah. soon as it wouldn't uncouple, they were all dead. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's why. Okay. That makes sense. Um also it wouldn't have been as much fun if they had. Yeah. <laughs> when Lex uh cuts the little slither off of the crystal and then puts it in the in the water in the model train town. Mm-hmm. It did make me laugh that they treated the model train town's destruction like it was real. Like it was real <laughs> yeah, people, like I okay. So my wife loves to put closed captioning on everything, so I just uh-huh. leave it on. I didn't even think about it, and like it would say on there like figurine screaming, like, <laughs> like the, the model people were screaming as they died. That was one part of the movie that I was like, all right, guys, like, maybe a Wilhelm scream from models. Isn't like yeah. what we need right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So the space shuttle scene, uh, Superman comes in, saves the day. Uh, Superman did save the day, but also Clark, stiff jimmy olsen on that drink yeah you know that's one of those moments too where it's kind of like guys you all work for a very reputable newspaper this isn't (laughs) like the sheboygan times leader like maybe (laughs) notice this guy who hasn't been around for five years suddenly fucking disappears when superman shows up again like come on guys (laughs) um (laughs) yeah there's so many times like he could have easily just put down like a 20 and left. He has super speed. It's not, like, so many times in this movie where I was like, why don't you just use super speed? Like that'll solve a lot of this. Maybe his, uh, his wallet is lined with lead or something like that. Like he can't... <laughs> it's like Superman's other super weakness. He gets alligator arms when the check shows up. Like, ooh. <laughs>
I was rewatching that flight sequence, and Lois and half the flight should be dead by the physics inside the plane. That was such an awesome sequence. I mean, regardless yeah. of it, really, it was it was one of those rare times where I felt like what was going on inside the flight was way crazier than everything was going on outside. Because yeah. usually, it's just, you look at it like macro, but you don't see people tumbling around and getting like like their necks broken by getting hit in the head with suitcases. That was yeah. awful. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> and the seats crushing each other, like, Oh yeah. In and out. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, well those people are all dead. <laughs> Lois, uh, Lois sliding down the, uh, the inflatable ramp at the end was such a great stinger. At the end of this scene. <laughs> yeah. That was so great. Oh. yeah. Her just passing out. I did have a question for you. Why was there a full nine seats per row plane full of uh, reporters just for this shuttle launch? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, listen, if you're going to do one of the most dangerous things ever attempted, wouldn't you want to have a plane full of reporters while you're doing it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, shouldn't there have been no one on that plane? <laughs> yeah, like no. <laughs> that should have been like robot pilot. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Maybe like five reporters from like major newspapers or or TV networks, but but to have sixty or seventy people on that goddamn plane. Maybe like the reporters just happened to be there. It was just in like a coincidence. Like, this is the maiden voyage of... It's 2006. Maybe it was the maiden voyage of Spirit Airlines. Like, <laughs> we're, we're going to save you money by launching space shuttles off the top of, like, <laughs> this flight to uh, Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> Speaking of which, how did not a single person in that stadium not look up until there was a pop fly and see a, a uh, airplane rocketing <laughs> Yeah, it was a, yeah, uh, you know, I didn't see the scoreboard. Maybe it was a really good game. I don't know. Maybe just... <laughs> I've been to plenty of games and I've enjoyed myself, but there is so much downtime where you're just like looking around. You're so bored. <laughs> there have been a couple of times when I've wished a plane would crash it. In the middle of the... <laughs> and then I just physics wise, and I'm not a Superman guy, so I don't know. How does Superman change directions in midair or apply force at all uh i don't know maybe his super muscles are just <laughs> so tense oh, okay that oh, he me. can do things bye because then uh oh he's gone thank god <laughs> ducked another one and man of steel they kind of show him like starting to learn how to fly by doing big jumps and so that's how I've kind of wrapped my head around it since then, is that he's just jumping very deliberately every time. But in this movie, <laughs> he he lands and takes off so gingerly. <laughs> like He's just like very lightly floats down. Like, <laughs> there's that scene when he's outside of Lois's house where he's coming down like through mm -hmm. a pine tree and it's just, <laughs> just, it just barely grazes his face and he's just like, oh... Very peacefully. Come on, he's Jesus in this movie. He's, <laughs> okay. Remember how Jesus used to gently fly everywhere? Yeah. Pine tree Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. 
Pantry Jesus. <laughs> I gotta say, overall, I like this movie, but Lois's son's fake asthma acting was very offensive to me as a heavy breather. <laughs> Come on, he's only a three-year-old boy. Leave him alone. He's, he's still learning everything. <laughs> Do we think that? Um, all right, I, I thought about this more this time. Do we think that Lois is like? I don't know. Has that was it like Munchausen's by proxy, and like she's like, like no, you're sick. Like no, yeah. you're you're a very sick boy. Like like <laughs> like if this had been made like four years later, he would have had like a gluten allergy or something yeah. like that. Like you're such a sick boy, sick little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the son of soup. I don't know why she's talking like this. <laughs> you're just a sick boy. <laughs> I was thinking that this watching this time is that they do really overplay how sickly he is mm-hmm. and this as like a, just to throw you off the scent that it couldn't be Superman's son. Mm. But yeah, I, it was like, Oh, give me like at one point I was like, give me a break. Cause I knew, <laughs> cause I knew it was coming cause I've seen it before, but I was like, oh, like really? Like, does he have to, do you have to make him be like, (laughs) do we think it's just because like, oh, he's part alien, so he shouldn't be on this planet. So that, maybe that was it. Like he's still adjusting, but he's, uh, but he can chuck a piano. Yeah. Like nobody's business. (laughs) But I digress. And then, uh, then we get the introduction of James Marsden and he, again, like another guy who's really great and not always in the best movies, but he always knocks it out of the park yeah he um i loved what they did with this character too because uh it would have been really easy to go the traditional route and make him just kind of a scumbag but like no like he's the kind of guy where it's like it's a sad situation but uh-huh. if lois winds up with him and he's raising superman's son they'll be in good hands because he's a good man so it's, yeah yeah i really like this character it, same same and... and i wish he was my dad <laughs> well me too buddy uh, also I, that made me think timeline wise so Superman leaves Lois is pregnant with Superman's baby she immediately starts dating James Marsden for it um, to make sense that he thinks the boy's his son I, I guess were they, <laughs> were they dating at the same time does maybe Kryptonian semen takes a little longer to really, um, really maybe yeah. i don't know <laughs> it's only sun powered activated so at night it just goes dormant well i guess if you really want to do the whole superman is god thing uh-huh. i mean it's like you know he's joseph and yeah. uh and and baby what's his face is baby jesus oh and okay. uh maybe he didn't even have sex with her at all maybe he just maybe <laughs> and you i don't know <laughs> Yeah, because Lois writes that article, like, why the world doesn't need Superman. Like, she was clearly heartbroken for a while, but then still, it still makes sense that this guy thinks that he's her father, that he's the kid's father. (laughs) And she didn't, and Superman didn't say, I'm leaving for five years. He just disappeared without talking to anybody. So she just, like, immediately moves on, I guess. I guess. Do you think Superman thought it was going to take, like, way less time than it did? Yeah, and then he's just like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> ah. I really should have. That was like a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh, when he calls the taxi cab for, her, does Superman have a super whistle that we don't know about? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's how I met Crypto the Superdog, I guess. I just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to your point earlier about the whole Daily Planet not realizing, but particularly Lois, like if you had sex with somebody <laughs> and created a child and they put on glasses and you're like, where'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. I think that's just the one part of, it's not even like he's got a beard or anything like no. that. You know what I mean? Like, like if like Clark came in and he just looked like fucking Jim Henson, that'd be one thing. But like, <laughs> it's the same face. There's yeah. nothing different about it. His hair's not even that different. It's like, like, you know, Superman's hair looks like Clark's after he's been flying around for a while. Like, it's just, yeah. Well, there's that scene where they bump into each other and his glasses fall off, and then he's like horrified. And he like puts them on really quick. It's one of the dumbest things in all of Superman lore. It's so contrived. It's so bad. Like Batman even changes his voice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not well, but he changes his voice. And you only see Batman's mouth, so yeah. unless, you, unless you really look at people's mouths. Yeah, unless you're one of those sick lip freaks just, yeah. uh... <laughs> then we get to the robbery stuff that superman beats and this made me laugh i've never seen this before in a movie it's a police sniper but he's not on the roof he's outside of his own police car <laughs> just on the street with a sniper <laughs> like, that doesn't seem right <laughs> There wasn't another tall building anywhere nearby. <laughs> <Right. laughs> is this out in the burbs? Like what? <laughs> but then you get that that great scene with the Gatlin gun, and then except for the guy shooting Superman in the eye is so gross. Um, I liked it, but are you are you, do you get weird when eyes get touched? Just that weird about eye even, stuff. A little bit, yeah. Just that he didn't even blink. Like I know Superman is impervious, but. Wouldn't he be like, ah, man, like, it would be like sand in his eye or something, you would think. Yeah, I would at least wink. Like, yeah. I still wouldn't, I don't know, maybe Superman wears contacts. And he's just yeah. like Eustace. <laughs> <laughs> he just fires a bullet with a contact on the end of it into his eyeball every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get, uh, and I wrote down Parker Posey, more like Driver Posey. <laughs> you son uh, of a bitch <laughs> well that's the show everybody thanks a lot everybody <laughs> I did like the, the Superman montage that's something like him flying around the world and saving everybody like the first day he's back I thought that was really cool of like just a statement of like hey I'm back so yes all y'all watch out I thought that he was like, like going as far away as Ireland just yeah. love to know what the heck happened out there. Like, <laughs> what happened in Ireland that he had to fly all right around the world? <laughs> what if it's that? Uh... Somebody stole me soda bread. <laughs> I just pictured, you know, have you seen that? Uh, it was like an old viral clip of like a drunk Australian guy who had been arrested 158 times. <laughs> no. Uh -oh. Please send it to me after. That's <laughs> great. They, uh, they were, they're throwing him in the car. And he goes, what's the charge for enjoying a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> and they like got his armor and arm bar behind him and he goes, ah, yes, you know your judo well. <laughs> oh my God. Please send me that. <laughs> Please. I just pictured like he is being drunk and disorderly and Superman comes in and just like, all right, buddy, time to get out of here. 
Oh, shit, we forgot about this part. The elevator scene, when it's just Clark and Lois in the elevator, and then a bunch of people, and they're all reading the Superman Returns article. <laughs> like, ah, yes, in 2006, I remember being in a crowded elevator, and everyone's just has their head in the paper. Was that literally the last time that more than 10 people in the United States have read a newspaper like at the same time? Like that's <laughs> like that was outdated even for 2006 when it came out. <laughs> Nobody was reading the paper. My dad doesn't even read the paper anymore. He's like almost 80. Like, no. Like, <laughs> oh, so then we cut. Then we're in. Um, who is the editor of the Daily Planet? I always forget his name. Uh, Perry White. Perry White, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're in his office, and he said one of the most misogynist and also nonsensical things I've ever heard, where he said, every other newspaper has a good-looking reporter on the roof looking for Superman. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait, do people read news articles because they want to fuck the reporter? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what, what? Why are you reading the paper? What are you, are you trying to get news? <laughs> I didn't realize that Chris Daughtry in Cincinnati got so much pussy. Oh, just slinging it at him. <laughs> the guy's going to travel in a Brinks truck because of all that, <laughs> all that strange getting tossed at the sides. It's like he's getting pelted with tomatoes. It's disgusting. I did like when uh, the, he's going, you got to do Superman. And she goes, I've done Superman. And then Jimmy starts going like. <laughs> <laughs> and then then we get maybe the dumbest backstory I've ever heard in a superhero movie. So Uh-oh. Lex gets let out of prison because Superman wasn't there to testify. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, who else had to have been there? <laughs> like, 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 no one else saw Lex Luthor or anything. Okay, he committed right. multiple acts of terror. Was in prison for two <laughs> life sentences. <laughs> and Superman didn't show up. Not a co- not an arresting officer. A superhero didn't show up to court. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I guess we got to let him free." <laughs> Maybe eating that lady's box was like part of his like. Good behavior. (laughs) He's been sexually pleasing a rich old lady. I think the court should show leniency on it. Oh, the back and forth between, between Lex and Parker Posey where she comes in screaming like, you cut the brakes for real. It was supposed to be pretending. <laughs> and I just thought that was a great thing between them. It just shows like Lex not giving a fuck. And he's like, Hey, it had to be, had to look real. <laughs> he's right though. I mean, yeah. was it the wrong thing to do? Yeah. And then again, so is his whole plot, but at the same time, like Superman's got x-ray vision. All he had to do was just uh, get a little quick little glance and uh, he'd see the brake lines are just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, I get it. Then they go, they're talking about Lois and James Marston. They're talking about Superman. And he goes, uh, how tall is he? And he's like, she goes, 6'4", four, two, four, And then he goes, how tall do you think Clark is? Like, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, and she's like, yeah. And then they go, ah! I'm like, you fucking idiots. You almost had it. <laughs> if you just looked at him 30 seconds earlier when his glasses <laughs> fell off, you morons. <laughs> The X, I did love the x-ray elevator scene. I thought that was like a beautiful shot of him 
using his x-ray vision and watching her go to the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that. The x-ray that they did in this uh, was all really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a really cool effect too. And in in all one shot of her just like slowly going up and mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Oh, Superman is a homewrecker in this movie. He really ruins their, they're not married yet. They're engaged, but James Marston has a more believable reason to be the villain in this movie than Lex Luthor does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. James uh, Marston almost should have turned that airplane around and been like, yep, I don't see him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, like you said, it was it was great that they made him uh, not just the douchebag that Lois was dating, mm-hmm. and that he was like a really sweet guy. But it is also so heartbreaking that it, like, well, obviously she's gonna choose Superman over just a regular dude. But ultimately, though, she kind of didn't. She went like she loves Superman, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think that'll ever change. But I mean, the dude did leave for five years without saying anything, sired an asthmatic child, and just dipped. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like she was with him at the end, and, yeah. uh, and I don't think that's going to change uh-huh. in in this in this universe. <laughs> okay. So Lois keeps wanting to do the blackout story. And Perry keeps saying, no, you got to do Superman. And then he says, I'm sure Kent's on the blackout. And they cut to him just flying to Antarctica, like clearly blowing it off. (laughs) It is pretty Uh, funny that like literally the story that other than Superman returning does change the world. And like, nobody gives a crap. (laughs) (laughs) All the power in the Easter seaboard went out and like, no one gives a crap. (laughs) And it is is a massive story. Like you said, like Superman returning is bigger, but the second biggest story and they give it to a reporter who just disappeared for five years and showed back up. <laughs> and the second day there, they're like, yeah, you can just have this second biggest story in the history of our paper. And literally no one cared about him except for being gone, except for Jimmy. Because <laughs> he was the only person that was nice to Jimmy. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, how hasn't Jimmy gotten a promotion in five years? Is it really know. that good? I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> So then we see Lois, she brings her sick son trespassing to find a lead on a story she's not supposed to be doing. She's a terrible mom. Yeah, she sucks. She's really bad. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you know, she's only 25. She had this kid when she was barely 20. So, I mean, she's going to make some mistakes. <laughs> That's true. I love that she snuck on the boat and Lex Luthor is so famously bald that she sees wigs on the boat. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. There's no other possible explanation. <laughs> it could just be like a like a guy with cancer or like Alex yeah. Stone. It's gotta be it's gotta be Alex Luthor. <laughs> Love you, Alex. Love you, Al. <laughs> we get another like Lex Luthor monologue, and Kevin Spacey is such a good actor that you forget that he's a horrible person and this movie sucks for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he um it's a real shame that he's just just a horrible person in just the creepiest way because yeah. he should be doing there should be a, a Mel Gibson and Kevin Spacey uh, action movie that's out there right now <laughs> yeah. but robbed by people being horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just heard that he put out a uh, like a, 
another Christmas video with him as the character from House of Cards, like exclusively to Fox News or something like that. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think even Fox News would be like, yeah, I think we're good. I don't yeah. really... <laughs> what is to be gained from this? Is he going to make a buddy movie with like Tucker Carlson? But, yeah. <laughs> but no, you can't even do that. He's persona non grata too. So I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> oh, I was thinking this this time. I wonder if introducing Lois's son to Kryptonite, uh, Lex Luthor doing it, is what awakened his powers. That's interesting. Because That's really interesting. Because hmm. right shortly after that, he like looks at his inhaler and he doesn't need it anymore. And then he throws the piano pretty quickly after it, too. Oh, that's cool. It's uh, that's very. I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a very very subtle change. Yeah, much as like the problem with this movie. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay to occasionally hit us with a hammer, Brian. It's it's fine. Also, also that little kid looking cross-eyed horridly at the <laughs> block of kryptonite was like, whose son is that? <laughs> um. So the guard watching Lois takes off his hat and he has a clown tattoo on the back of his head. So is, one, is this a henchman that the Joker paid to kill Lois? Maybe. I feel like that was just a fun little Easter egg to get us wondering, like, oh, is he... Because uh... we hadn't met the Joker yet in the uh, Christopher Nolan yeah. Batverse yet. Yeah. So who knows? Like, if this had all worked, they yeah. could have maybe crossed the two over at some point. That was my take, at least. I thought it was just a fun little winky poo. Yeah. Then we get to the to the boy piano scene. And uh what what did you think of it the first time you saw it? I liked it then. I liked it this time too. Totally. Um it was a little it was pretty awful like watching that guy just slowly dismantle Lois. Um yeah. and then like uh, uh I'm going to kill you the only way that I can with a geode. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So here is the second problem with Metropolis's geography. So they zoom in to Florida and then they show the old lady's mansion. So I'm like, okay, the old lady lives in Florida. Metropolis is somewhere else. But then they're leaving the old lady's mansion to get onto the boat and you see Metropolis across the bay. Mm. So it is outside of Metropolis. Okay. Then in this part, they're looking at sonar on the boat and Metropolis is somewhere around Washington, D.C., somewhere in like Maryland, Virginia area is where they show Metropolis at. So now it's went from Florida to D.C. And now it doesn't matter, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just so confusing to me. Like, just just like, I guess that's my problem with D.C. Like, just call it the city you're supposed to call it. Don't. <laughs> Don't confuse us with Gotham and Central City and Metropolis. Like, I get it because it's like you want to be able to own this sort of stuff. And like so much of this stuff is created decades ago before they even thought like, ah, continuity is going to be a real problem at some point. Yeah. But yeah, just have them in Houston. Yeah. Who cares? Have a have a, 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 a hero from, you know, like Chattanooga. Who gives a yeah. shit? Like, <laughs> or say like Metropolis, Maryland or Metropolis... California. Just give us a state to go along with it. Do you think uh I feel like Metropolis is gonna be East Coast? Like only 
or or like or Chicago, you know, just so that way you can have seasonal changes. That's that's the only thing. I feel like you need snow in Metropolis. I just always felt like because of Superman's aesthetic being super bright and sunny, it made more sense for it to be L.A. Okay. okay. Or like West Coast. I mean, Florida does make sense technically, like <laughs> Miami or Tampa. <laughs> It's so weird to me. I don't know. I almost yeah. feel like, I don't know. I can't, I can't deal with Superman's home base being in Florida. He'd be so much <laughs> yeah. more laid back or just weird. Right. Like, he'd be like, <laughs> like, it'd be like Killer Croc would be like who he's fighting all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a scene where Clark is trying to escape to go help Lois. And he hides around a corner. And this is again where I'm like, why not use super speed? What do you have to wait for people to duck in and just just run as fast as you possibly can? They won't see you. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. Like, it felt like they were like, they're kind of holding back on his powers in some ways. Like, he would do very Superman-y sort of things, but he, would, he wouldn't do things like that that he did in other movies. Yeah. Like, they were trying to make it too, I don't know, make him look too cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess moving at super speed and ice breath all the time, like, isn't cool. But <laughs> yeah. I really liked this shot. There's a scene where I think another earthquake happens because of Lex's island. Mm-hmm. And Perry and Jimmy are talking and Perry looks into the bullpen of the newspaper because that's what he's in charge of. And Jimmy looks out into the world mm. through the window because that's what he cares about is people out there. I just thought that was like a really cool, small visual thing that they did. That's interesting. Hmm. God Good. damn it, Brian Singer. Why didn't you just <laughs> why didn't you just give him somebody to punch? Like this and not been... fuck anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Superman and then the ball, the globe falls off the daily planet and Superman catches it. And then just slothfully sets it down and destroys a poor station wagon. <laughs> How much of this movie was spent with one of two things? Either Superman gently setting things down, (laughs) gently lifting things, or people staring silently. There was way too (laughs) much people (laughs) staring. Entire baseball stadium staring silently. Dock workers staring silently. (laughs) Like a Superman... (laughs) casually set down a car that was <laughs> too much of that movie yeah. why didn't the emp affect lex's good night i don't Sorry. know <laughs> i don't know oh man yeah it should have maybe gertrude was working with some really advanced technology you know, that, uh... <laughs> yeah. and she was a super rich lady so maybe you know 20 people aren't going to be waiting outside my deathbed when I die. <laughs> Hoping for a taste, that's for sure. <laughs> so then the ship sinking, it snaps in half. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the, the Titanic sinking. Mm-hmm. And it made me think uh, that this the sequence is exactly like the Titanic, only Superman saves the day. So is this movie uh, historical fiction porn for old women? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it kind of is. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we can get an evil genius to flick our bean and (laughs) saved by Superman on our cruise. I remember seeing this in the IMAX theater 
and the whole movie wasn't filmed at IMAX, just certain sequences. And this was one of them. Yeah. Like when the boat comes out, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then it was just the boat scene and then yeah. Superman saved. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then like, and then the screen immediately shrank again. I was like, uh-huh. oh, we're, uh, we're really pushing the boundaries of uh, IMAX. <laughs> this one. <laughs> and then the island is so inconsistent with me and that he lands on it and then slowly realizes that it's full of kryptonite so then he's not choking like it's that bad but he is human level weak yes like cal pen could beat you up level yes weak. but yes. then, right? <laughs> but then <laughs> which is my level of weakness by the that's way but... <laughs> yeah i don't think i could take cal pen uh, that's that's our next patreon is whether yeah. we... <laughs> Given all evidence provided, couldn't we beat up Galpin? <laughs> In a tag team wrestling match. <laughs> I'm keeping my shirt on, all right? <laughs> Damn it, I, that means I gotta take mine off. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so he becomes uh, the strength of a human on it, but then can fly over it without a problem, and then can lift it up into the atmosphere with kryptonite like jutting down in his face. Mike. You're forgetting he had some nummy nummy son. <laughs> yeah. He went up and he went, um, num, num, num. Oh, that's right. And then he, <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. Like Cal, all right. It's a pretty big leap between Cal Penn beats you up and now I'm going to lift <laughs> a small island into space. <laughs> uh, well, so is that thing going to just keep on getting bigger? That uh, that's gonna happen. Gonna, uh, yeah, just collide into other planets and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then so Superman gets stabbed with the the kryptonite shard, and he falls into the water. And then a hundred and twenty five pound woman dives twenty feet underwater to save <laughs> a, an already established two hundred twenty five pound soaking wet unconscious man. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> if I were James Marsden, I would be feeling pretty insecure at that moment. I'll Absolutely. Say that. I think that you see that in his face a little bit. It's just, he's just like, I know I have to do this because I'm a good person, but <laughs> God damn it. I'm pushing my fiance right into her ex-boyfriend, ex-lover's arms. Yeah. He's the, uh, he deserves his own spinoff from that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then Lois, so they get the shard out of him. Lois, mid-flight, opens up the door and just chucks it out. And there's no vacuum. There's no, like, <laughs> there's no consequences for opening a door mid-flight. No, there was a consequence. James Martin was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> See what time he's been mad the whole movie. <laughs> How funny would it have been if, like, you know, the wind just, like, pull it back out and just like stuck in Superman again. He's like, oh, <laughs> like every time she tries to throw it out and sticks him in a different place. <laughs> oh, this is what I wrote. The idea that Superman can't breathe underwater, but can easily breathe at high altitudes is so fucking crazy. Yeah. So wait, wait a minute. Yeah. So is he, does he need air or doesn't he? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like, um, He's like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, um, mm-hmm. where like he just like like water is his only uh, <laughs> just drowning is like his only real enemy. Yeah, 
outer space, good to go. <laughs> Water in the lungs, bad scene. Then there was another weird moment for me when Superman lifts the thing up into the sky. He starts to fall down to Earth, and the Earth that he's falling down into is dark, like it's nighttime there. But it was yeah. cloudy all day, and then he falls back, and it's still daytime, just cloudy. Maybe it took a lot longer to get it past, you know, the ozone layer than he thought. No, that's maybe true. that was like, like, like it's like more rubbery Falling than down. we think. It's, or it's like, <laughs> or it's, or it's like a pudding skin, and you really gotta like. Push it. He's like, "Where's that hole?" <laughs> he's, he's flying around for like hours, like because he can't see where the hell he's going. It's just like on his back. <laughs> Drones haven't been invented yet, so like he's just. <laughs> He's just guessing it, smashing <laughs> into the moon. Like, oh, God. <laughs> this is also what I wrote. Why was Superman gone for five years and yet clearly has an eight-year-old child? <laughs> like, the kid should have been shaving at some point. Like, that was... <laughs> yeah. Dad. <laughs> I mean, father. <laughs> and then, so, crisis averted, days over. The next scene, just because Superman found out that he was this boy's son it doesn't mean that he can sneak into his house in the middle of the night and speak to him while he's sleeping that was such a creepy scene where he's just like you're gonna have powers like me and different ones too and then he just like (laughs) slinks into the darkness and disappears (laughs) yeah that kid's gonna have like superman nightmares for the rest of his (laughs) could you imagine if a stranger actually snuck into your room when you're a kid every child's greatest fear right yeah Superman or not, yeah, that is pretty creepy. <laughs> and then his last line of the movie, he says to Lois, I'm always around. And I was just thought, man, what a nightmare for James Marsden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Your ex is just going to always be around. Oh, and he, he can get into our child's room whenever he likes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, neat. Hey, Lois. Uh, <laughs> can we re-eva- reevaluate some things, please? <laughs> I got to say, there's two things about this movie that, like, watching it a second time, purely from a story perspective, I think they should have changed it up a little bit. I Uh think that everything was, like, even though Lex's Island was basically hell on Earth, um, (laughs) like, (laughs) no one in their right mind would have wanted to live there. uh, I think that they should have, like, had some more, like, chinks in the armor before Uh Superman starts to lift it up, just to kind of show that, like, you know, it's like, it's Lex, even though he thinks he's got this foolproof print, it's like, there's still some things that like this thing's going to grow beyond his capacity to control it. Yeah. Like I think some of the stuff should have started to crumble or fall a little bit. And like maybe some more of his guys should have gotten killed before Superman did it just to show that that's one. And the other one is I think the pacing really, really got off at the end after Superman chucks the rock into space. And then the next 10 minutes is him dying in the hospital. They should have taken him. If they're going to do that, they should have taken him to the hospital before like after he got stabbed mm-hmm. and then have him get better. Yeah. And then like, it'd be, uh, and then it's like, okay, we're dark Knight of soul versus this like weird return of the King ending where it just keeps getting like pushed out and pushed out. And like, is <laughs> Superman going to die? Like, no, he's not going to die. Come on. You already saved the day. You know this. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, those are my only two like real beefs with the pacing of the movie, but it still worked out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it is to your point. It is, slowly paced for a superhero movie yeah and even like like i was saying earlier his landings and taking off are so ginger like there's superman is never really in a hurry 
yeah. uh, other than a few times. He also doesn't really fight anybody either. Like even the guy that no. shot him in the eyeball, he just kind of like mm, gives him a little, yeah. you know what I'm going to do kind of look. Uh-huh. But I guess, I guess like there wasn't a scene of like him gently setting him on the ground. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some trivia because kid, I am about to be a stink boy. Ooh. Uh, yeah. The last line of Superman four is Superman saying to Lex, see you in 20. And that film, that scene was filmed in 1986. This movie came out exactly 20 years later. Whoa. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Unintentional, uh, but man, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. When Brian Singer became interested in hiring Brandon Routh, Routh, Ruth, he arranged for them to meet at a coffee shop and Brandon stumbled and spilled hot coffee all over the table. And he thought it blew the part, but Singer actually said it was actually what helped him get it because he could play the clumsy, bumbling Clark Kent. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, Workers constructed 4.3 miles of road and 15 hectare acres of corn to recreate the Kent farm. They couldn't just find a farm <laughs> yeah, even, <laughs> there's even a lot like, of that you know <laughs> they filmed it in australia during a seven-year drought so <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> of course, so, much money. <laughs> so though it performed bef- below box office ex- expectations not only did it outgross batman begins but it was the second highest grossing dc film made at the time after batman hmm. i was um so in our apartment building we have a laundry room downstairs and mm-hmm. my wife brought up this big stack of magazines that somebody had left there. She goes like, hey, check this out. It was all Life magazines. Like when Life stopped being its own full magazine and just started being like a Sunday paper insert. Uh-huh. Somebody had like, I'm talking like 20 of these magazines from the years 2005 and 2006. Wow. And uh, the ones from 2006, it was all like, I was just going through this like a week ago. And there was like, the biggest movie of the summer is going to be Superman Returns. And there was like <laughs> Kate Bosworth, like, uh, you know, close-ups and articles and things like that. So I've been like really deep in Superman Returns for the last couple of days before reading this. And I'll tell you, they had very high hopes for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's funny that like it, it was still a hit. It just wasn't as big of a hit as they wanted it to be. Yeah. And then they just completely abandoned it and went to the, the Zack Snyderverse. Talk about really going, to the, <laughs> going yeah. to the opposite end. Oh, speaking of which, Amy Adams auditioned for the role Lois Lane for this movie. Really? Yeah. So she could have been a... Oh, man. I actually liked Amy Adams as Lois Lane. That's I really do good. too, yeah. Um, then she ended up playing him, I guess, uh, doing the math here, seven years later. Wow. And uh, that is about it. Uh so yeah, kid, what do you think? Well, let's bring it back. Perfect cast or Hulk smash? Hmm. Um, I think a lot of it, I'd say like half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, Spacey was great. I really like Brandon Routh. Jimmy was great. Uh, Marston was great. Um, I, I like the kid too. And, and Parker Posey's awesome. Um, a couple of Hulk smashes in there. Again, I didn't like Kate Bosworth as Lois. I don't know what it was. I think she just didn't, she just felt too fragile for me. I don't yeah. know why. Just, uh, just personal preference. But she was, I like... she was kind of mousy. She wasn't as like brash as, as Lois should be. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I always think of uh, Lois as like Brain's first, Beauty second. Um, yeah, but that's I don't know what makes her good fit for Superman. I, I thought it was flipped in this one, but and also um, and in the old one, she's always and even Amy Adams is this way. She's fearless in the face of danger with with yes. Lex and yes, and in this one, she's kind of just damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, she does redeem herself when she jumps into the water, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Perry White, I didn't like, I thought he was like too, Perry, Perry's also kind of brassy, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought he was a little too mo- blink and you miss him. Yeah. Um, but most of the cast I thought was a perfect cast for me. And Jimmy, of course, too. Jimmy was great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the kid. I think they could have got a better kid in there. But he was uh, he was 12 years old playing a four-year-old. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good on him on that. Uh, two two years later, when that kid applied for college, uh, <laughs> <mentions> <laughs> Superman returns. <laughs> so that's that. Now, what else? Um, what uh, what do you want to watch next? Oh God! Well, I picked Superman Returns. I think so. This is oh, your yeah. turn, buddy. Okay. Well, let's go back to classic Marvel. You know what? We haven't done an X Men movie yet. Let's do. Wow, that's crazy. We're gonna pick a good one, or we're gonna pick a stinker. Let's do the original. Okay. Excellent. Well, back-to-back singers. Back-to-back singers, yeah. Let's give this creep some of our money. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And then never speak of him again. Yeah. (laughs) All right, kid. Well, well, thanks for doing this. It's great to have you back. My pleasure. Let's, uh, I'll I'll see you next weekend, hopefully. Yeah. Do this again. Yeah. April, April's going to be a a great month for podcasting. (laughs) It'll be an amazing month. (laughs) All right, kid. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening once again to another episode of Comics on Film. I really appreciate you listening. I do want to apologize for the dip in sound quality on my audio. I don't know what that was about. I guess I must have recorded from my MacBook speakers instead of the microphone setup that I always have. Uh, It's frustrating and annoying. I apologize. But uh, we're trying to figure it out. Anyways, uh, please follow us on at Comics on Film. Help share the podcast. Give us a rate. Give us a five-star review. And uh, help this motherfucker grow in 2024. We really appreciate you guys. I love the fan base. We're going to have a lot of other stuff. We're going to launch a Patreon this year. And I'm telling you that now so that it happens. And we love you. And we have a great episode next week with x-men so enjoy we have a special guest mike coletta and it's gonna be tight okay bye betches
Bye. <laughs>